Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. What we're talking about now is so hugely significant that there isn't a person in Canada who escapes being affected by it. And that's what's happening with our natural resources. That's what's happening with the uh, with the whole carbon tax issue and the whole carbon levies issue that the federal government is so um, caught up in. And just last week, as you know, we talked to Premier Mo of Saskatchewan about this. Um, firms that produce 50 megatons of carbon dioxide or similar levels of pollution a year, right, the Financial Post, won't face any penalties until their emissions reach 80% of the average within their specific industry. The previous limit was 70%. All of that, to most people, creates a glaze over their eyeballs. All we know is when we go to fill up our cars or our trucks or our motorcycles, it costs more, a lot more. So we're getting these vague promises and vague commitments that they're doing exactly the right thing for us. But everything costs more, and the money that's being invested in Canada is going down. The deputy chair of the TD Bank on this program told us that over a 10-year period, you remember this, $717 billion was lost to Canada, and our economy and our economic well-being, $717 billion was lost simply by us selling our oil to the Americans at their discounted price, the discounted price they get from us. Because we can't sell it to anybody else. This was the only topic people were talking about just weeks ago. Now it's slid to the edge of the table. We can't afford to let that happen. And for the Prime Minister to show up in Duncan, British Columbia yesterday and talk about the Trans Mountain Pipeline and how he and his government are going to carry through the completion of the Trans Mountain Pipeline, all that is, it's a wink and a nod to the people who oppose the pipeline. And using the different eye, it's a wink and a nod to the people who want pipelines built. Remember, please, Energy East is gone. Remember, please, 750,000 barrels of oil are imported daily into Canada. Daily. For Eastern Canadian oil refineries. 750,000 barrels a day imported into Canada. Why? We have, we have oil that we can sell to the rest of the world. But instead, because it's staying in the ground... We are importing 750,000 barrels a day. We don't get that free, by the way. And just just in case you needed to know that, we are not getting it free. The rest of the world isn't saying, hey, Canada, we feel for you. So we're just going to get... No, they don't give us the oil. We have to pay for it. Meanwhile, we have our own. It's like calling a taxi when your car's sitting in the driveway, idling, ready to go. They're pushing us into financial crisis. I mean, just think about that. All right, so 800-263-2428 is the number. 1-800-263-2428. I try to follow Catherine McKenna's tweets. I do. But I, I find it difficult 
I really find it difficult to to understand sometimes what the minister's trying to get at. So are is this I shouldn't even have to ask this. Is this government engaged in common sense management of our natural resources? You heard the Premier of Saskatchewan. They're going to continue to fight in court. Ontario will as well. PEI is not going to collect the carbon tax when Jason Kenney wins in Alberta, which he will. They're going to join Ontario and Saskatchewan in the court fight. It's a, is it a capitulation to common sense or a capitulation of common sense? 800-263-2428. Do these people know what they're doing with our natural resources file? That's their biggest file, by the way. That is this government, this federal government's biggest issue. That is the one that they are going to hang their hat on come the next federal election. That's why they're massaging it now. Mark in Edmonton. Hello, Mark. Thank you for your patience, sir. Thank you very much for taking my call, Roy. Um, just bear with me a moment. Uh, in regard to our fine minister's you know, Ahmed Hussein and uh, and uh, Justin Trudeau—they're no more than elitists. You know, the, these these gentlemen have never worked a day in their lives. They're ultra feminists in label only. The policies that they put forth are not what their labels say they are. You know, as far as uh, as far as the liberals being stewards for the environment, give me a break. The environment minister flies more than any other minister. Their, char- their change in the carbon tax is political only. And it's reverse political because people can see right through it. They know they're getting screwed. When I pay a dollar, when I pay, when, when I, hey, Mark, when I pay a buck fifty-seven a liter for gasoline, I know what's happening to me. Well, it's ridiculous because, you know, the thing about it is... And winter's coming. We're we're, we're 2% of greenhouse gas emissions. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, buddy. We lose all of our greenhouse gas emissions. It makes no difference. Yes, we should be an example for the world, but at what cost? Mark, Mark, we don't always have to be an example to the world. We can be an example to the world for being an economic powerhouse. Remember during that massive recession we had... When uh, Jim Flaherty was the finance minister and and and, and uh, Stephen Harper was the prime minister and and the rest of the world was saying, "Boy, look at Canada! Look at Canada go! Hey, look at them go! They're not in the kind of trouble we're in, and we weren't. We Boy, weren't." But but what, hold on, Mark. Let me ask you this, uh, Mark. I Mark Mark. I have to ask you a question, sir. You're calling from Edmonton. Do you think people in the rest of Canada are saying, "Oh, Alberta's just bitching and whining again"? I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I, I, you, can, you can see what's happened. Doug Ford has taken over in, in Ontario, and he's taken over for a reason, because the Liberals have been so far out of touch for so long that people are sick and tired of it. You know, I said between... Mark, I'm not buying the Liberals who are out of touch in Ontario. I'm, buying, I'm selling this, that the Liberal government of Kathleen Wynne and the, her predecessor, Dalton McGuinty, were so in love with their own agendas. They knew what was going on. They knew the reality, but they were so in love with their own agendas, they ignored the advice of experts. 
they went ahead with their own merry little plans and, 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 and systems, and it plunged the province into debt of more than $300 billion. They know what they were doing. Thing is, I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they even. I don't think they even care. I, I gotta be honest. I, I don't. I don't think they even cared. They were hoping there would be enough loons to go along with that agenda to just keep them keep them rolling. And I think they're in their own. I honestly think a lot of these people are in their own little bubble. When you surround yourself with people that only agree or or never disagree. They all have the same points of view. You start believing everybody has that point of, point of view. It doesn't yeah. matter whether you're conservative-leading, uh, liberal-leading, yep. uh, NDP. It doesn't matter. If you yep. surround yourself with like-minded people, you're going to think that that's what everybody thinks, and it's just simply not the case. You all know? right, Mark, I appreciate your call, and you're absolutely correct about that. And that is why I believe Mr. Trudeau was so cautious about who he would greenlight to be a candidate for the Liberal Party in 2015. Because they all have to work from the same page. Emails to Roy at Roy. I just get so fed up. Because we're all in the we're all in this together. And when I see the we'll get to the tweet and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about the tweet. But we'll get it at the top of the next hour. But when I see that, and then I see Mr. Husson describing or hear him describing the immigration minister, per se, from Ontario as being un-Canadian because he doesn't agree with his plan. And when Bill Blair, the former police chief of, uh, of Toronto, says that, you know, Canadians just don't understand when 68% of them disagree with Again, with the liberal policies at the border, 68% of us don't understand. Are we really, do you really think, Mr. Blair, that 7 out of 10 of us are just dopey? Seriously. Do you believe that, and, and if we were to go back, a good friend of mine, former Hamilton police officer, tweeted uh, yesterday on my, at the Roy Green Show Twitter account, when I said, you know, he said 68% of Canadians don't get it, what's happening at the border. That's Blair's statement. And, and, my, and my friend, Patrick Keller, when Pat pulled you over, you know you were going to get a ticket. Um, when, when Patrick sent an email and he, he said, we could have pulled police officers in Toronto when Blair was the chief, and 68% of them wouldn't have been in favor of, of, of his policies. Would that make the chief less credible, less believable? The Roy Green Show Podcast, ready and waiting for you anywhere, anytime. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Google Play today. Pam sends an email uh, to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. I could not believe my eyes when I saw that tweet. Why doesn't he move to another country? If immigrants are so much better than Canadian-born, terrible. See, that's what they're doing. They are creating dissension and division. From Dave on the uh, energy issue, apparently McKenna and Trudeau haven't taken time to study the works of Drs. Tim Ball and Patrick Moore. But then they don't subscribe to the UN's IPCC. I'm not sure what the letters B and S mean there. Is that some designation I'm not quite familiar with. Uh, Neil is in Nanaimo, British Columbia, calling us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Hey, Neil. Hello there. Yeah, I, I agree with you pretty much all the way down the road, uh, but I'd like to see the 
model from the 70s for the Petro-Canada that they sold us on, when Ontario was the mainly the only half province, and they set Alberta up to, for Petro-Canada. It was supposed to be the people's gas station, right? But now they've sold that off, right? Mm-hmm. So they should be putting pipelines to Ontario and having a refinery at the Lakehead or something, and then they could supply the Canadian market. Neil, try to get a try to get a license. Try to get environmental permission to build an oil refinery in Canada today. Good yeah, luck. Right, eh? Or in both official languages, bonne chance. Let's go to the oil capital of the Western world, also known as Calgary. Hey, Steve, how are you, sir? I'm great, thank you. Um, you know, the Liberal government in Trudeau, they got elected uh, by promising everything to everyone, from mm-hmm. East Coast to West Coast. Mm-hmm. And in the first few years... They, they were they're liberals. They were rock stars. They, everything Trudeau touched turned to gold. Everything. He came back from it Paris. It did? Everything he touched. Nothing. Well, not now. Uh, the honeymoon's over now. But, like, he came back from Paris promising, you know, the world that Canada would be a world leader in green technology and innovation. And, you know, that is such a... It hasn't happened. I mean, look at Germany. Germany was the world leader in green tech and innovation. And now they're... All their coal plants that they decommissioned, they're bringing back online because it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it's hard to convince the believers that it's not working. See? That's the problem. It's hard. Yeah, go ahead. These ministers that are making these comments about Canadians are, like, unbelievable. They are out of touch. Your previous caller a couple ago say was saying that these guys are, are globalist and they're elitist. I mean, McKenna's murky comments that the the, uh, the opposition doesn't have a carbon plan and that they were missing out on trillions of dollars in innovation and tech. That's such a, uh, like, that's just bubblegum. But, like, but, you, but you're not supposed to criticize the liberals because they get very upset and then they start to contact organizations like Twitter and are looking for protection. Now, I agree uh, no one should be cursing them, and nobody should be crude and, and cruel and, 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 and just, you know, uh, no. just, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, anyway, you know that. it's it, There have to be parameters, but you have to be able to accept criticism if you're the government, and if you're going to dish it out, you have to be ready for people to come back at you. But the honeymoon's over, and I Canadians are starting to wake up. They yeah. really are. You know, when Trudeau before he got elected, said that uh, the deficit would balance itself. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that that type of thinking yeah. is really kind of starting yeah. to resonate now. Yeah, yeah. I think he started on the pot legislation a little early. Thank you, Steve. 